0: coaches of the world welcome back to the coaches rising podcast we've reached the heady heights of podcast number two and i'm going to be speaking in this one with jim Dethmer. it was one of the most inspiring conversations i've had for coaches rising um jim is the co-founder of the conscious leadership group and also the co-author of um it's a really highly acclaimed book on Amazon. Uh, it's called the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, and he's an executive leadership coach. In this conversation, we're going to talk about coaching from source. And I love the frame that Jim offers in this. Um, he talks about this move from buy me coaching, which is when we are, you know, it's a it's a good place to be coaching from. It's it's we've mastered our arts, we are experts, we're professionals, we've learned the tools and we're in control. But it can start to feel like a safe space too. So Jim talks about this transition that we can make, this surrender into what he calls through me coaching. And in through me coaching that's where we we kind of let go and we trust and we open that We're open to the fact that something bigger than us can begin to come through the coaching and infuse the coaching. And he's going to talk about how we can make that transition. And Jim is one of the faculty on our upcoming program, Coaching from Source, How to Be a Transformational Presence, which is going to be running this fall. And that's all online. So I'll I'll be back at the end to tell you more about that. The audio on this um, on this podcast for Jim is just it's not quite a hundred percent, so I wanted to give you a heads up about that. We felt like the content was so powerful that we were going to release it anyway, so I hope you enjoy.
1: Wonderful to see you today, Jim. How's things with you?
2: Uh, wonderful to see you as well, Joel. Things with me are absolutely exquisite. They just couldn't be better. I'm sitting at our cottage in northern Michigan and. Uh, out the windows or Lake Michigan, a big, huge lake and a gorgeous summer day. And I'm just as happy as can be. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, today we're going to be talking about uh, a topic which has been really um, close to my heart, I think probably for, for many years, you know, but in some way it started to crystallize Uh, in a deeper way in a clearer way over the last 12 months and in part actually that's from a conversation with you um we we spoke about um maybe nearly a year ago and um uh, and you you talked about coaching um with presence or from total presence and um um that was like part of a jigsaw puzzle that started to come together. And a couple of other people started to speak about this place that we can coach from beyond our kind of, um, you know, maybe our training and tools and our coaching persona, even, you know, that wants to get it right, uh, that we can, we can dare to venture beyond those um, into this space where um, something can open up and come through us. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. And um, I, I know we've kind of uh, swapped some ideas on coaching from source. So um, I guess my first question for you is, is um, what, what comes up for you as I share this? What, what is that experience of coaching from source for you?
2: Yeah, great. Um, so maybe a frame to start with. Uh, we've talked before about, kind of the four contexts of to me, by me, through me, and as me. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Which I originally got from Michael Bernard Beckwith. I loved his model, and we've kind of expanded it since then. But I think it applies to anything, and I think it really applies to coaching as well. And if you so when we think about coaching from source or coaching from presence, we're thinking more about coaching in the through me or as me space. And many coaches, when they begin their work in the world, uh, they're doing a lot from by me, you know, which is fabulous, absolutely fabulous. So they're owning that they're the creator of their coaching reality. And uh, they've got done some training and they've developed some expertise and some mastery of a model. And um, they're really um, taking responsibility for the coaching relationship and for building their coaching business. And, That's fabulous because many coaches are still actually in the to me space where they feel like they're at the effect of the coaching experience or the lack of clients that they have, or they're at the effect of even their model and they lose track of the model and what they're supposed to be saying when, and is great. It's just all part of the process. And then as you practice more and more from by me, you get more and more masterful, more and more expertise, which is delicious. It's fabulous and then most people have moments where it's it's almost like something happens in the midst of a coaching experience that's kind of like out of the ordinary it does it does it's a surprise i find when you when we're in relationship to presence or source one of the things that happens is we're regularly surprised or i like the term we're in wonder or awe because Something happens. Something happens inside a coach, or something happens in the client, or something happens in the relationship that is off script. It didn't go where you thought it would go. It was like magical, Mm -hmm. as though something else was in the dance. And I call that the you know, the beginning of tasting of a through me experience or coaching from source. It's Mm -hmm. it's this experience that there's something else going on other than the coach the client, and even the coaching relationship, there's another dimensionality that all of a sudden we all drop into. And yeah. you and I and others are just beginning to give some language to that, whatever we call it, coaching in presence or coaching from source or through me coaching. I think there's a different thing there. And that's
1: kind of what we're beginning to talk about. Um, yeah I mean I, I love this model that you introduced me to you know the the um, to me by me through me uh, I think it's so eloquent and as me of course and um, and and that through me is something that's that's kind of really grabbed a hold of me um, like how how does that show up for you you know like um, um, and, and, and how do you access it? You know, maybe, yeah, when you're when you're sat opposite somebody and, and coaching. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great question. So
2: first, I'll talk about kind of what a practical way to access it. And then maybe we could also talk about what blocks us or interrupts us from having the experience of a through me coaching experience. So I think a, a, one way of describing it is it's what are you listening to? to? And what are you listening for? So when you think about it, uh, you know, a fabulous coach becomes a world class listener, right? So you become, you you become capable of listening to other people, Mm. often at a level that they've never been listened to. Like you learn to listen from your head, their content and you learn to listen from your heart for their affect and their longing and, their, and you learn to listen uh from your gut to what it is they most want in the world so you become this uh, anybody who's a great coach from the buy Me space becomes a world-class listener and then another dimension is learning to listen to yourself so now you can listen to the client, and you can listen to yourself. You can listen to intuition. You can listen to knowing. You can listen to learn to follow your own impulse. So think of that as two-dimensional listening. I'm listening to you, and I'm listening to me. And now when we move into the through me space, it becomes three-dimensional listening because now I'm going to start listening for the other. (laughs) Now, whatever term we're going to use here. Uh, I I say to people, it just doesn't matter. As long as you believe there's something going on other than me and you, uh, as long as there's something going on other than that, which is simply um, the material, whatever that is you're listening for, spirit, uh, God, uh, you know, the quantum field. So now I start to listen for that as well. So I think the practice, the developable practice is, can I listen to you? Can I listen to me? And can I listen to it? And can I listen almost in a multi-dimensional way? And when I first start teaching coaches about this, I tell them to actually move their attention. So I just say, listen to your client. Really focus on that. Now really move the attention yourself. Listen there. And now listen to source. Just get still and listen to source. Can you hear that dimension? So it's, it's like I'm moving my attention in various dimensions. So that's, that's the practice. Now, I think in order to open yourself up to that practice, there's an attitudinal shift and almost a spiritual shift that has to occur, and it is actually the shift from by me to through me. We call it the shift of surrender. So it's this idea that I'm going to surrender into the moment. I'm going to let go. You know, it's easy as a coach to get kind of attached, to get attached to an outcome, to get attached to a process, to get attached to your client loving you or liking you or whatever, Uh, attached to being right, attached to knowing, attached to being wise. So, as we start to move into the through me coaching, we're surrendering. We're like letting go of those attachments and we're letting go of resistance. So there's a surrender element, kind of, it's a literal physical opening and surrendering. And only when I'm surrendered, can I really listen deeply to source as well as listening to the client and listening to myself. So I'll pause there, Joel, for you to make some comments, but those will be some of the thoughts that come to mind
1: mm mm-hmm. what what I like is that you in a way you're saying we you know um we need to be open to the there's something beyond us you know for us to be able to then surrender and 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 to be able to listen to that or to to interact with that first of all we need to be open to that you know whichever way that 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 like we want to label that 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 we feel comfortable with that you know if we don't believe or feel there is something beyond us then how can we access it and then this um process of surrendering really grabs hold of me because it reflects in my own coaching what i've been practicing you know and um how um how nuanced and um it is it's not just an idea yeah like it's <laughs> it's not just an idea it's like um and even even it's a paradoxical move in a way because some you know like if i'm doing surrender um, in order to get something then um you know it's like i'm not i'm not quite doing it you know like there's a so i wonder if you could talk about that that move for yourself and in a way like the words maybe are difficult but yeah maybe we could like zoom in on that
2: yeah it's great
1: Great. So, you
2: know, again, if we stay with this model of to me, by me, through me, as me, you know, in the to me space that most people live in, they don't don't have a sense of um, power. The victim consciousness is kind of a sense that I'm not the creator of my experience. There's something happening to me, whether it's the weather's happening to me or my body's happening to me or my relationships are happening to me. And one of the huge differences is when people move over into buy me, they get this fantastic sense of empowerment. It's like all of a sudden they realize they can create, they can be in creator experience as often as they want to be there. And then it's, it's truly paradoxical because people go, wow, I've been a victim all my life. Now I've stepped into this powerful place of being creator with like when I'm in that space, I have clear purpose and clear directionality. And, and, you know, I maybe I'm using the laws of manifestation to decide what it is I want in the world. And, and, you know, I'm learning to have my voice and know what I want, which is all fabulous. It's beautiful. And now when we move over into through me, I kind of let go of all that. In other words, the question is no longer, what do I want? That question is an old question. It's a beautiful question. It just becomes an old question. Now the question becomes, what does life want? What does love want? What does spirit want? It's just such a different question. And it's, it's like you said, it's, it's paradoxical because I've moved from, Uh, this lack of direction and victimhood to this powerful creator stance. And now from this place of ownership, I just kind of let go of it all and fall. You know, many of the great traditions picture this surrender move as a falling move of a letting go of a relaxing into. And, and like you said, the very, it, it it's, Beginning to move beyond doing, except we're using doing language to describe it, you know, like the doing of surrender. And it's really not a doing at all. It's just, um, again, it's just more like taking your hands and just going, ah, it's this opening, it's this receptivity, it's, um, it's this waiting, you know. It's like one of the things I teach people when they start to live in this space is uh, stillness is such a friend of surrender. Most of us have such a predisposition towards movement or noise or activity. And when we start to live in this space, stillness is almost, um, you know, it's 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 a prerequisite because I have to be able to tolerate stillness, emptiness, silence, long enough, and I develop more and more capacity to tolerate it, that I can tolerate it long enough until I hear, you know, what like some spiritual traditions call that, that still small voice that often begins as a whisper. And we can even talk about the language of what is the, what is the through me experience like, because it's very different for different people. Some people actually hear words, some people see images, some people um, hear sounds, some people feel sensory experience at various places in their body. And uh, the coaches who want to play with this in the coaching experience are, are going to kind of play with what is the frequency? You know, it's like a station on a radio, an old time radio where you dial in a frequency. What is the frequency that I tune into that, that when I'm in that frequency and when I get still, I hear it, I see it. I taste it, it can be sensory, it can be visual, it can be so many different things. So again, I'll pause, Joel, for you to riff back, but uh, there are some experiences that I have around that that I can put some
1: words to like I just did. Mm. Yeah, I I think um, that stillness seems so important um, here because um, there's something about when we trust um, you know, and we can surrender to to um, the unknown in we might call it the unknown in some way we can listen that something can emerge out of that you know that can then come through us, and so I think that 's a key part of this here is that we need to have the the capacity or or um, the maturity or to be able to trust you know to be able to trust that. That something may come through, and I think that requires for us um, in our identity that that you know maybe we faced our need also um, in this kind of buy me phase that you're so beautifully talking about. You know, like I think one of the shadows of that is that um, you know it, it, its identity is somewhat based upon being powerful, you know, upon knowing or upon being able to get to to be able to get to the place, you know, to, to be a good coach. And and that can all kind of, um, you know, dampen down on on the, the kind of the, the stillness or the emergence of what wants to come through. And I, I think what I would just say before coming back to you is like, and I'm curious about you, but I, for me, a big part of this has been able to experientially tolerate like the level of sensation that, um, you know, dancing with that unknown requires, Yes. you know, like it's like, it, it's got a, it's a felt experience, you know, that. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and for a while I would just be like, ah, you know, I couldn't handle it and I would fill up the space or I would, or something, you know, I would come in and, and so, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful.
2: Well, again, it, just think about it developmentally. If we keep, you know, teasing this model out a little bit more, you know, when when somebody decides they're going to be a coach, or they respond to a calling to become a coach, oftentimes they have a lot of innate skills. Most people have innate skills, like innate skills for listening, innate skills for empathic connection, or even innate skills for wisdom. But they need a model, so you know they go get trained to be a coach. You know, and then and then the model kind of is in the forefront at first. You're learning the model, you know, and so you're like uh, you're <laughs> you're you're like really making sure you know the model, and then you develop mastery of the model. And then as we move to this through me space, the model just softens, it just recedes. It's like um, the model just becomes one of several things that I can dance with in the moment to see what wants to happen. So um, all the certainty is receding. It's moving to the background. The certainty that comes from, external models. And and there's another kind of certainty that has to come forward. It's a confidence. It's a trust. Use the word trust. I love the word trust. There's a trusting. And one of the things I talk about a lot is I, I love the Sedona method, and I love Hale Bloskin, and I love that he's, that they've identified, you know, the five core wants, approval, control, security, separation and oneness. And I usually just work with coaches on just the first three, approval, control, and security. And unless you can reliably experience that there's enough approval, you're loved enough, you're wanted enough, you're valuable enough, like you, you, you develop a stable sense of okayness around approval. And a stable trust in control. You no longer have to control your world. You don't have to control the coaching experience. You don't have to control the client. You, you can let go and just trust that everything that needs to be controlled is being controlled just as it is. And you no longer need safety and security from the outside. You know, many coaches, still at a very practical level, uh, are looking to their coaching business to have enough money, and they believe that if they had more money they 'd have more security so if a coaching experience starts to you know become problematic or go south a little bit, then it threatens because they, they get afraid their coach their client's going to leave they 're going to lose the income source well, as long as i 'm still outsourcing approval control or security to my client or to the coaching experience, stillness as we 've begun to talk about or trust is Really difficult because every moment of the coaching experience, every moment of the coaching session, I'm like looking to the session to see whether I'm okay, whether I'm in control of the process, whether this is efficacious to the client, whether I'm going to be able to continue to make enough money. So that's why the deep work that prepares us to do more through me kind of experience is this deep work of staying present and present and present. <laughs> you can probably hear that with some pictures coming in from my family who are at a, uh, a festival right now. It's kind of cute. <laughs> kind of a through me experience. They're popping into my computer. Uh, so anyway, until I can source a stable sense of okayness around approval, control, and security, then it's very hard to be still and relaxed and trust. Because, Joel, as you know, if you start to come into the coaching experience really listening both to the client to yourself and then to that other dimension, often things occur that you're surprised by. Like you'll just have this prompting to bring up something and you bring it up and it's almost like the client will go, that's so interesting you brought that up. I hadn't talk to anybody about that or, or something kind of totally off script will show up in the session and, and the coach's capacity to tolerate that, to sit with it, to, to receive it, to go like, wow, I'm going to choose to believe that whatever pops up in this session is going to be perfect for the client and perfect for me and perfect for the experience. That basic trust, as HR must call, uh, you know, that basic trust, is essential for coaching from sorcerer through me coaching.
1: To your mm. point, trust is essential. Mm. Well, I love that. Um, um, what would you say, though, to coaches listening? Because you know, um, you know, you talked about if our sense of trust or, or okayness is dependent on our coaching business going well, and then when it starts to maybe not go well or something, we can feel fearful, and then we're you know we're out of that place and we're trying to get something you know well um you know it's easy for for, for for us to say that but how what would you recommend to people like how can they find a sense of okayness or or trust even when things aren't going that well financially or 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 whatever in whichever way you know yeah beautiful so it's a big question but
2: <laughs> yeah but as is always the case in my experience, always the first step is awareness. So there's nothing that's wrong. So, you know, you're sitting with a client. Oh,
1: I just lost your sound all of a sudden. Oh, Oh, there you go. It's back again.
2: Yeah. Okay, good. So again, the first key is awareness. So, you know, you're sitting with a client and all of a sudden the client, and let's say you bring a bit of loving pressure to the client, you know, you're, you're bringing some loving pressure and, and the client is becoming reactive and, they're they're getting upset you know they're maybe having some anger and they're they're aiming their anger at you and and all of a sudden you're out of presence it's like you know you you've lost your center and now you're wanting to get the client to like you again and feel okay or or you know imagine the client says I don't think this is any this isn't useful at all in fact i think i might have picked the wrong coach i think i need to be looking for another coach and now you're like really whacked out you know it's like now it's a threat to your wanting approval and control and security okay so the first key is can you just notice when you've lost presence can you just notice can you notice what the mind does when you lose presence can you notice the somatic experience you know you're Your solar plexus tighten or your breath gets shallow or, you know, your jaw tightens or, uh, you know, your your heart rate increases, your breath changes, something like that. And then can you just give yourself one breath of acceptance for losing presence, which is another way of saying outsourcing approval, control and security. To me, that's the whole game. Awareness, acceptance, awareness, acceptance, awareness, acceptance. There's actually nothing beyond that. <laughs> you know, they're like, there's nothing beyond that. And of course, in life, we're always losing presence. We're always drifting out of presence. It just is the natural condition of the ego, I guess, unless you're a fully realized being, which good luck, most of us aren't bad. We're still just toddling our way to the experience of the truth of what we are. So the first thing I would say to coaches is you're going to drift out of presence all the time. Now, if you can start to notice when you've drifted out of presence around, we could just stay with approval, control and security. You can just notice it. And then you can just give yourself one breath of loving kindness. Like, Oh, there I go again. I've drifted out of presence. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I, I gave my sense of approval away to Joel or, I got scared that I was going to run out of money or I lost track of where I was at in the coaching process and I want to control that. And then you could just say, oh, golly, can I just accept myself for being human and just coming back into my ego identity? That move of awareness, acceptance, awareness, acceptance while coaching another person is huge. And then I think it's fabulous. To say it in the coaching process let's say you're my client I'd say so you know I just went out of presence I was sitting here having this talk with you and all of a sudden my screen started to tell me that there were pictures coming in from my family I had a momentary constriction and I thought I wonder if this is screwing up the audio you've already mentioned we had some audio stuff and I noticed I wanted your approval and I wanted to control the environment of the sound of the computer so I went out of presence. I I went out of presence and I just want to acknowledge that. So I I just want to right now take a softening breath, trusting that everything is okay right here, right now. And be back in presence with me, with you, and with spirit here. I think it's great when coaches can start to out that with clients Because we're good at modeling, you know. We've talked before, you know, I I think Katie Hendricks is part of this program with you. And yeah. We, yeah so much from gay and katie but one of the first things i ever learned from katie was she said the whole coaching thing changes when you decide that all of your experiences as the coach are perfect for the client's learning you know some people still come from kind of the old therapeutic model where you know you keep all your stuff separate and Mm. i think is utter bullshit you know now everything i'm experiencing including going out of presence is totally of service to the client so then i can say to him you know i just went out of presence i actually stopped listening to you and i stopped listening to me and god knows i couldn't possibly connect with spirit so i just want to out that and give myself a little bit of acceptance so that's a long answer to your question what do you do i think first you just become aware and you accept aware and accept if you aware that you're out of presence and then you don't accept yourself you know you you like double down and get more self-critical you just go further out of presence like i'm so bad oh my god i've gone out of presence you know i've totally screwed this up i'm never going to be a coach
1: from source (laughs) (laughs) now we've just gone further out of presence well well exactly because you know um we're just interfering again and and actually we're just entrenching ourselves in that part of our ego that you know, needs to gain approval or to do it well, and and so I like that because actually, what you're suggesting in that acceptance is is, is a it's just it's just to surrender again back to back to what is and and being okay with that, which I think is I totally agree. It's the practice, and um, you know, one of the things it, it's kind of kind of connected, but one of the things I've started to share sometimes is like I, I don't know where we're gonna go. You know, I'll be sat with with people, and you'd be amazed by the amount by how people love that. You know, because <laughs> you'd think, you know, if you sat there opposite an executive or of, of a company, and uh, and and the coach says to them like, "I don't know where we're going to go right now," um, that they would feel like, you know, well, who's this guy I'm sat with? But actually, you'd be amazed how much people love that invitation. And of course, I often put a a preface on it, which is like. You know um, that 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 um, we're going to go where we need to, and that that by opening to to not knowing something beautiful can come through. You know mm-hmm. that we can have a new insight or a new understanding that we never had before, and that we're not just looking at the same things or looking at things as if they're a problem or something. And and so um, and 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 people get that you know pretty fast, and and I think real magic can happen then.
2: Yeah. And, and just take that illustration. Think what you're teaching this executive about how to lead. By your very way of being there, you go, I actually don't know where we're going. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're some drunk in a bar who's just making shit up. You mean, you know what I mean? Who doesn't know? You know, you've got years of professional mastery. It's, it's sitting in the background is You know, a whole set of really cool stuff. So that's true. But what you're saying is, I just let all that recede. It's available here to the moment. But I actually have no idea where this moment's going. And if I did, if it were up to me to control and plan the moment, the the whole experience would become so flat and so two-dimensional. So, client, Mr. Executive or Mrs. Executive or Miss Executive, I'm just sitting here in wonder, waiting to be surprised by what could happen in this moment. So, I'll listen and you listen and let's see what happens. Now, they do that with you, let's say an hour a week or a couple hours a month or whatever. And then they go, Holy Mud Joe, what if I lived my whole life like that? What if I showed up with my executive team and I said, I don't really know where I'm going to go. I don't know where we're going to go. Again, I'm not a drunk in a bar. I'm not just spouting off dumb shit. I have a whole set of frameworks, but I'm learning to live in through me. Mm -hmm. And the very nature of through me is unknowingness. There's so much that it's known. known, I know the goodness of life. I know that love is all that there is. I know that everything that is unfolding is perfect. Uh, I know that, like I know it in my cellular structure, but I don't know what words are going to come out of my mouth, and I don't know what our next new magical deployment of our software into the world is going to be, or I don't know what my next coaching intervention is going to be. That's the dance of through me, right? Deep knowing what you're calling trust, this deep trusting in the goodness of every moment, and total relaxation into the magic of the unknowing of the moment Mm. what a blast you know I, i say to people often who get kind of bored with the buy me experience which is this incredibly empowered creator experience they often get bored by it because once you develop capacity to master the laws of the universe you can kind of create whatever it is you want but then it's still it still has the feeling that you're you've got your hands on the steering wheel and it's so much more fun to take your hands off the steering wheel and just kind of see where the thing goes so that every moment is filled with wonder and surprise just awe is the word i like life becomes literally awe-inspiring. It's like, really? (laughs) That's beautiful. So by your act of saying to your client, I don't really know where we're going to go. They get to taste what it would be like to live like that, to lead their company like that, to parent like
1: that. So beautiful. Well, aliveness, I think, is the word that, that comes to my mind as well, because we're, we're, that, that in that unknown, there's a lot of alive, aliveness and creative potential that we can start to, to kind of tune into and, and allow it to come through us, you know, and, and that's uh, an amazing feeling, you know. So, um, you know, I'm we, not a musician, uh, but yeah. when I talk to my
2: friends who are and they talk about jazz, you know, and, and I guess the great Jazz musicians would say the exact same thing. They would say, I don't know where this is going. Mm. That's what makes it so much fun. Mm. And how fun is it? You know, it's one thing if I sit here all by myself, which is beautiful. And I go, I don't know what the next moment's going to hold. That's really cool. Beautiful. But what about if now there are two of us and now there are four of us and now there are eight of us. And now the improvisational dance is not just me. Now it's you. And I get to be in dynamic aliveness and relationship with whatever's coming into the world through you, as well as through me, as well as through us. Well, the multiplier effect is huge in terms of you get more and more people listening with that third ear, if you will, to the other, to the self, and then to the whole. It just gets fun. I mean, literally i don't hear people who live like this complain about life being
1: boring very often mm. it's just isn't part of their complaint <laughs> yeah yeah um and i can feel it here right now you know it's not as if we sat down and 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 planned what we were going to talk about of course we had a bit of an idea but um you know we just met and we just said okay what's the conversation about coaching from source and and I can feel there's a certain kind of um emergence to 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 what's what's each of us are saying you know um I'm getting energy from it um, i I want to ask you about um because I know you coach a lot of uh, a lot and and um like and I've mentioned like coaching executives and I know you coach leaders and stuff and i want i want to kind of uh bring this into the kind of the world of leadership and executives and, and entrepreneurship and whoever people might be coaching, you know, they're living in the real world. And and if this isn't seeming really practical as well for, for people that are listening, I want to, I want to tie it to that because for me this is a very practical way to coach and to live. Um, but, um, you know, for some people it might seem like really too spiritual or, or woo woo or something. And, I wonder how it shows up to you, you know, what kind of people do you coach and, and how does this show up in your coaching? Okay. Great. Do people get it? Do people, you know, do they get it too? Like, yeah.
2: Okay, beautiful. So, um, you know, generally speaking, my work, our work at the Conscious Leadership Group is with organizational leaders. You know, I love to also work in the realms of conscious parenting and I like to work with spiritual communities and stuff like that. But the work of our business is leaders. So we're working with typical organizational leaders across all industries, you know, who come with typical organizational issues. So I want to say two things. One, it's possible for me to coach from source or coach from presence and never, ever mention that to the client. So I don't actually need the client to buy into this at all. I'll say a word about that in just a minute because it's more fun for them if they understand the dimensionalities available to us, but I don't need that. In other words, all I'm doing at a very practical level is I'm making sure I'm listening to them, I'm listening to me, and I'm listening to it. Now, what that can look like in very practical terms, uh, I was on a coaching call just the other day, and uh, all of a sudden, as I was listening... I had this thought to ask a very specific question about a very specific person on the team. Now, again, it wasn't part of any coaching flow or anything. It was actually a little bit, it would have appeared a little bit out of left field. So I just said, hey, can you tell me how John's doing? Just that. But I had a sense there was something there that needed to be spoken about. And this happened to be a CEO. And they said, "Oh, God, I'm so glad you brought that up because blah, 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 blah. And then they were just off to the races. Now, again, there wasn't any reason to bring it up. If I was following a particular coaching modality, it wasn't their presenting issue for the day. It wasn't what was going on. I was just in this improvisational dance. And so, and you know this, Joe, you do this all the time. In fact, I would tell you coaches, even though they don't use this language, they're doing this. They might call it I had an intuitive hit or I had a hunch or, um, you know, I just kind of had a sense to bring up, you know, what was happening in the Western division or something. They have an experience of this. So first thing I'd want to say is my clients don't have to be bought into this at all. What they can count on me for is I will do this deep listening to three levels to them, to me and to it. I don't even say that. I say, when you hire me, you don't get somebody who does that, blah, 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 blah. But when I work with clients, I'm, I'm regularly talking to them about the difference between to me, by me, through me, and as me leadership. It's just a cornerstone to what we do. I think we write about it in the very first section of our book yeah. because, again, it's just such a useful model. So I'm talking to leaders all the time around. Are they into me or by me? Because most leaders are into me. They're in victim consciousness. They're at the effect of the markets. They're at the effect of their, you know, their third line going down in the middle of the night shift, or they're at the effect of their CFO who's lazy or whatever. So I'm talking to them about moving more and more into by me and taking responsibility, radical responsibility, and being the creator of their experience and blah 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 blah. blah and then periodically when they're ready i'll start to introduce them to listening leadership where the big question is not what do we want to accomplish in the world but what wants to be accomplished in the world through us now it takes time till they're ready but then when they're ready for that then i say could we actually let our coaching process be like that so what that's going to look like is we'll begin every coaching session with stillness and when I coach like this, there's more and more stillness in the coaching session, but we're not doing it so much here, a little bit. If, if we were in a real coaching environment, it wouldn't be uncommon at all that there would be gaps, mm. spaces. And I think coaches who get comfortable with through me or coaching from source get incredibly comfortable with stillness and gaps. In fact, often the whole cadence of the experience slows down. So that to say, to answer your question, is it woo, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't need to be at all. You don't have to tell your clients about it. Mm-hmm. They want to learn about leadership from listening, leadership from stillness, leadership from following, surrendering. Then you can introduce that and then that can become part of the coaching experience. And when it does, In my experience, I'd be curious if this is true for you, there's often going to be more of a pause. I'm going to pause before something gets said. We're going to get really comfortable with the stillness and the silence. And we're going to
1: listen. And we're going to see what wants to be said. Mm. Well, absolutely. That's my experience, too. Um, And it's, it's like... What I I mean, just to add to what you're saying, all those things, and it's like suddenly we're not two heads talking. There's a sense of um, two kind of souls talking, or something. There's a we're getting energy from what we're saying. We're we're being resourced in a different way, and there's often this sense of when we really drop into it. There's a sense of um, like loving the mystery of life you know it's almost like we can be like "Ah, isn't this isn't this interesting like isn't this amazing like huh and then something else will pop up you know um and and yeah it really slows down and um as opposed to sometimes you know um there's a there's a kind of very different feel to the conversation where there's a speed there's a pace and it can feel superficial and I guess my edge is like sometimes knowing how to create the space for that drop without, you know, me imposing that onto the person, you know, like um, that's the edge. It's like, I, you know, instead of it being a surrender, there's an agenda, you know, that we're going to get somewhere. So it's kind of, you have to be, I think as a coach working in this way, it's very transformational. You know, because you're kinda gonna you're gonna burn and, and cook and and kinda of transform in the fire of this presence, you know, and and, and and um having it as an intention to show up like this in service. I think it's it's a very different space to come from than just being a coach who's a, this is my job and I make money from it to pay the bills and maybe I don't know many coaches that coach from that place anyway, but that's what comes up.
2: <laughs> yeah. You have such a beautiful heart. Mm. You really do. <laughs> you're willing. You're so willing to play a big game and ride in the waves. Mm. Very little attachment is my experience of you. To, Mm-hmm. Needing
1: to manage or control much.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> We're coming to the end of our time together. Just, just to reflect on that. Um, you know, as, as I was growing up, like I think that's always been part of my character in some way. Um, in a way that at one point, you know, I actually needed more by me, you know. Um, because in the earlier days there was a kind of very little attachment, but it but it didn't have a it didn't have a power to it or a an energy to it. So actually I needed to step into buy me more, um and and generate that capacity to create. Um and then and then as I was able to inhabit that, then um, then i 've been able to surrender back into that capacity more and it 's funny I, uh, the reason why I bring it up is because I read somebody who I was talking to somebody who said they read all these biographies about famous people and and, and what they noticed was a lot of these people the very thing that they were criticized for when they were when they were young that um, they the then became the, their trademark when they were older, it became the thing that kind of had them stand out a little bit. It was the idiosyncrasy about them that, that gave them the flavor. Mm. Uh, and, and so that's what comes up as you share that. So,
2: yeah, I love it too. I think you're bringing forward a beautiful point. Um, you know, like uh, some people in my experience, you're a little um, out of the norm for most coaches, just my observation, my story in that, you probably start with a deep spirituality, a deep whatever you want to call it. You know, you probably came packaged that way. And what I hear you saying is, you need to spend a little time creating some structure, some purpose, some ability to manifest, to do that by me thing. And then as that came into the world through you, as you created your ability to do that, then you can surrender back into it. It's like, Sometimes you know, people physically have so much flexibility, like they have no problem with looseness. They can they can move their body in all kinds of ways, but they lack the stability of the structure that comes. You know, it's it's a both hand, you know. Do you have strength and do you have structure? Do you can you be flexible and strong? And I hear that in you, you know, you have an you kind of have, an, have a natural curiosity, a natural wonder, a natural playfulness, a natural surrender, and you move the other way to develop some structure mm. that could support your uh, easeful spirituality coming in the world in a powerful way. That's a beautiful awareness, whereas other people have a whole lot of structure, and they need to learn to be a little more improvisational. It's, that level of self-awareness is
1: hugely important. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I notice. I feel like, you know, we're going to be sharing this with our, with our audience. And it's, you know, um, one of the things I appreciate about you is the way you, you see people and, and you know, uh, love them and point things out about them. And I feel seen in that way and also a bit shy now, you know, I'm like, okay, let's uh, change the subject, you know.
2: You could feel that, couldn't you? The shyness came right through and you said, well, I noticed we're going to be sharing this with our audience. Mm. But that's great you know and can you just welcome your shyness just like mm. yeah that's what i'm talking about the awareness to feel the shyness mm. and the the courage to speak it and then can you just accept that a wave of you know you you became just a little um self-conscious yeah beautiful beautiful and then yeah. you of it because you know in, in the language we were working with earlier maybe you had a sense of oh god we're talking about me too much i wonder if i could be disapproved of by my audience mm. or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You,
2: well, I talked about earlier, you had the awareness to notice it, you outed it, and then you come back into presence. That's the whole game as far as I'm concerned. There's just nothing else going on. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that track, I mean, that's my experience, you know. It's like, oh, it's the energy, the slight grab, you know it's kind of dissipated as it's been named, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. Hey, well um, let's, uh, let's bring things to a close. I mean, um, you know, I love talking to you. It's always, um, you know, it just feels like uh, there's this deep friendship here, even though we've only spoken, I think four or five times, but, um, but it's always uh, very rich. So thank you, Jim. I yeah, really appreciate it.
2: Thank you. What a deep, deep pleasure to be in this conversation with
0: Joel here again. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you would like to grow your capacity to coach from source to make this shift from by me to through me coaching, then you can join uh, Jim and some really um, awesome teachers and they're going to show you how to be a transformational presence. So this is a program that we're launching coming up. It's beginning October the 11th, uh, and it finishes on December the 15th. 11-week online training with live video workshops, integration workbooks. It's all downloadable with transcripts and experiential practices with Jim, Deathmer, Katie Hendricks, Karen Kimsey-House, and John Prendergast, Richard strozzi Heckler, and Michael Neal. So a really A-list of um of teachers there so if you want to know more about that you can head to www.coachesrising.com forward slash coaching dash from dash source coachesrising.com slash coaching dash from dash source